0: Welcome back, Paul chair and join us at the table this week for another episode of Paper Pencil Dice, a tabletop role playing podcast. Welcome back to Paper Pencil Dice. So uh, last time, uh, we had a bunch of different things we we got uh, to this dwarven fortress that's been long since abandoned and fallen. but the group did find a, uh, a dwarven rune forge, and they were able to, Utilize that to enhance a lot of their equipment, which uh, definitely is going to help them out uh, today. Because uh, one of the things that we they discovered right at the end was that they had left the uh, the baby owlbear and Francis out in the cart with the horses. And uh, wh- they had been in for a while and suddenly uh, Tabitha realized that they were missing. So we will jump, first of all, into the action here with Tabitha. Ah, uh, Tabitha, you go sprinting out and find uh, it looks like the cart itself is over, or not overrun, but is being at, at, currently approached by a bunch of what appear to be zombies.
1: Um, I stop with uh, within range, which is 120 feet, uh, and I shoot at the zombies. That are trying to scream at, or uh, cry for everybody to come that they're zombies.
0: So Tabitha, first of all, go ahead and give me a initiative for sure. uh, reacting there.
1: Maybe. Um, I have a 26.
0: Sounds good. So with your 26. Oh,
1: I'm sorry. I didn't se- select a token. I apologize.
0: Oh, here. I'll, 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 I can take care of that for you
1: fun with maps for all you people playing at home all
0: right and so again uh one thing i wanted to bring up here really quick uh, as well actually uh, I'll, I'll bring it up here after combat about the runes what, uh, we did uh do some research uh, between last episode and this episode on how uh the overall count of runes operates and so we'll cover that here after this combat is over so uh, go ahead and roll your uh your attack against them Uh, You can see the different ones out there on the map here, Tabitha.
1: So I'm going to select the one that would be uh, probably closest to Francis and my Owlet Or my uh, Cublet. So I will be attacking... And I have an attack of sixteen.
0: This one, is it, or or do we attack the one that that one up there? Okay.
1: Yeah, this one up here. The one that is that is uh from the top view would be north of the uh, cart.
0: A sixteen does hit.
1: Woo! I do eight damage.
0: All right, it takes a uh, solid arrow.
1: I try out my new and improved um bow.
0: Well, the bow does seem to be uh, definitely mu- uh, much more uh, uh, attacked.
1: Zingy, potent,
0: potent. Well, well yeah, yeah, potent sounds it, and striking, and for that matter too. I don't uh, see
1: my character on on the on the uh, sheet.
0: Right here, here, here she is on the map. Which one? down, down to the bottom. All right. So after Tabitha.
1: This is the problem with having a uh, character that is uh, natural colored on a g- green background.
0: Uh, after Tabitha, so the rest of the group, um, you were in the Rune Forge, and Tabitha went, "Oh no, the baby!" and ran out. Does anyone follow, or what is the rest? Well, of Well,
1: and I yeah. and I did call back that, um,
0: the cart that under there attack.
1: was that there was the uh, Francis and the baby are being attacked by zombies. And the horses. And the horses. They're important too.
2: So what's the rest of the group uh, doing? I'll grab my uh, falchion off the forge and uh, run out to uh, see what uh, is going on at the uh, cart. I uh, draw my weapons and prepare for battle. Draw your fist.
3: By that, I mean just rolling up my sleeve a little bit.
4: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Nice. Go ahead and add everyone, go ahead and add yourself to the initiative chart. Get everyone else added in here. So, let's see, Tabitha, you were on 26. Tormir, right. would you get a near initiative? I rolled a 17. Okay. And Jathal? I rolled a 24. Okay. And Athir? I rolled a 25. All right. And Tegan?
5: I rolled a 12.
0: All right. So, the zombies appear to be actively approaching, but uh, as Aether and Jethal come racing out of the forge, uh, they have the ability to react before the zombies do. So,
2: uh, Aether, if you want to go ahead and go? Well, with this uh, nice flaming sword that I've gotten, uh, I'm going to take a slashing attack at uh, them and see what uh, we get. Do
0: do you want to go ahead and move yourself
2: over next to one of them? Yeah. That'd be a movement action. Well, hold on. Might, might be a couple movement actions. Yeah. Um. How far are we? I'm trying to find. Oh, there I am. Okay. Um. Well, that's. Let's see, I can move fifty feet. So I don't even know if I want to do that. Uh, oh no, there's one. Yeah, you're right. It blends into the ground, doesn't it? Okay. So that would be two movement actions and an attack for a twenty-three. And a 23 is a hit. Right, sweet. Um, And that would be 14 slashing uh, and two flaming. All right. And that's my turn. All right. And so it takes, it appears to take
0: additional damage from your slashing attack as well. Oh, nice. So your slashing uh, weapon seems to be extra effective against it above and beyond uh, what would normally be. Uh, up next, uh, looks like Jathal. It's your turn. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying
4: to figure out where I can move to to actually reach anyone. Because um, they're a ways away. So, uh, I, I think what I want to do is. I think. All of my stuff is short distances. Ah, uh, that one isn't, so I can do that. That's fine. Uh, I will go ahead and, I'm going to run up, uh, uh, let's see here, I can move 30 feet, yeah, so I'm gonna move up, where was it? 30, I think there, I think That was 30 feet. Uh, Yeah, so I'm going to move up there. uh, And I'm going to be like, Hey, get away! And I'm going to target the the guy that's, I guess, closest uh, on the other side of the wagon. With my ray of frost. This one over here? Yes, that one. Alright, sounds good. So I rolled a 19 to
0: attack. That hits. All right, and seven damage. Seven damage. And what type of damage is it?
4: Uh, it is cold damage. All right.
0: It takes the damage. Excellent. All right, up next, uh, we'll go this one here. So he is going to walk up. And actually he's gonna walk over to the cart here and he's going to grab the bag of apples and turn around. What? <laughs> oh goodness. So this one here is in possession of the apples that you guys the the bushel of apple or the half bushel of apples you guys had. Alright. And up next is uh Tormir.
3: I will double move to the skeleton on our side of the cart. Okay. And I will activate Flurry of Blows on it. All right. right. I rolled a 20 and a 10. Okay, and the 20 hits, the 10 does not. All right, and so I will do 12 points of bludgeoning damage.
0: All right. He takes uh, some solid bludgeoning damage and otherwise seems to not... Uh, react all that much.
3: And that's my turn.
0: Alright, so up next uh, we'll have this other one that's up here. Uh, the other zombie that's already been hit a couple times um, walks over and kind of like steps over Francis for a moment and uh, picks up the baby. Oh, good. Oh, Mama Bear's coming out and you leave uh,
1: my baby alone
0: so the the baby bear has been gently picked up by a uh a, one of the zombies one of this wh- how did
1: the baby owlbear uh think about babe, that? the
0: baby owlbear is uh squawking at the moment
1: man very call, useful
0: calling these for calling for help uh tegan
5: well, that makes what I was going to do all sorts of fun. Okay, so let's move up uh, thirty feet. So up to that square. Yep. Um. Go ahead compare. and move your character.
0: Just trying to. Oh, you're you're on the uh, the the draw uh, ruler, so You have to go to select and drag your dude around. Good dude. <laughs> dude.
4: Okay. There you Um,
5: go. And then I was going to do this sphere. Do what? I'm doing flaming sphere. Okay. Um, And I wanted to do it so that I only hurt these two, but I'm probably going to hurt the baby outlet at this point. So let's change that um, so I don't hurt the outlet. You can't do
1: selective, can you?
0: Flaming sphere, generally, hits the whole square, so...
5: Yeah, it's a thirty feet radius, so I can't. There's no way not to hit the horses and the cart. And the, <laughs> if I go for the second one, if I just go for the one, I could probably do that. So mm-hmm. yeah, let's just go for the one. I'll put at the flaming sphere out here. So he that the edge it's a hit
4: thirty
0: foot sphere though, right? Yeah, thirty foot. Yeah, yeah can you can you look that up really quick? Because thirty foot radius sphere seems like a fireball spell, not a. <laughs> I'm huge. <laughs> Range thirty feet. That—that's the you can put the sphere thirty feet away from you. That doesn't mean yeah. the um, sphere is thirty foot.
1: That's the terrifying.
4: Area is five foot. You're right. Okay, so you could hit like the two close ones. Um, the other. Ones I'm sorry. I'm now ones.
1: just picturing Tegan just laying <laughs> off like this huge like fireball nuclear <laughs> explosion.
0: Where do you want to put it? On the
5: on the one next to the cart that's got the apples, you I'm can't. I'm that one. Okay,
0: he's forty feet away. That's forty. Are you uh, cooking
5: the apples? I was gonna cook the apples. I can't do that either.
4: You can uh, hit him. Two close ones.
5: Yeah, I'll hit the one in front of the in front of our monk.
0: Okay, so a fireball is uh, appears right in front of him. Can you go ahead and uh, read off the description of what it does? Like, what saves or damage or otherwise?
5: So, Flaming Sphere. Uh, create a sphere that deals 3d6 damage to each creature in the square. When it first appears, each creature must attempt to reflex save on subsequent rounds. And you can heighten it.
0: Okay, so it deals 3d6 each Okay, so... It has to make a... It looks like the saving throw is DC 19 on there. So let me go ahead and roll his save. He gets an 11. Okay. So it sounds like he takes the full damage.
5: Yep, 13. That's the lowest I can deal, too.
0: Man! uh, That's still pretty good damage, so... And you can... Ah, uh, you can t- uh, use the uh, the sphere, and uh, uh, you can sustain the spell by spending an action and moving it around. So, All
5: right, well, I've s- I've still got one more action, so I'll just sustain it right there. No, I don't. That's a- I was two. Move was one, and yeah, this I was, was two. Say. So yeah, I'm- that's um into my turn.
0: All right. So now it is the one that was uh flaming sphere. So he is going to walk over, and uh, he's gonna start uh, unhooking. The, he just like casually walks away from the fire towards the cart, and starts unhooking the uh, canvas uh, that was uh, the, the the kind of tattered canvas on top of the uh, cart. And he's starting to unhook it and carry. it he picks it up and carries it in his possession. So he's just kind of holding the uh, the canvas cover for for the cart at the moment. And okay, <laughs> are these pirate zombies? <laughs> right, like <laughs> <laughs> what? And then the last one, uh, Aether. I believe if he walks away from you, you get to make an attack of opportunity. Correct? Um, if he walks past me, yes. If he walks this way,
4: if he leaves your area of influence, area of reach, or whatever.
2: Yeah, it's got to be you know walks past me or tries to get past me or okay so yeah. since he's walking if, away from you i don't yeah i okay. i don't think that matters i i honestly i'm not, I'm a little fuzzy on the rules but i thought you had to be trying to get past you towards your allies yeah
0: okay well we can we can look up that rule here in a little bit but um yeah we, we'll, we'll come back to that so he walks up and he begins unhooking the uh the horse from the cart and, uh, and and he takes the reins of the horse, and it looks like he's just gonna try to walk away with the horse. God, what <laughs> the heck? Up next is yeah. Tabitha.
1: our stuffs. Um, I have. Um, oh shoot, I forgot to um, have Francis attack last time.
0: Well, last time you you spent your turn running out and then you kind of oh. like ran out of Oh
1: okay. Okay. It until, was a yeah. that was my like first round. So sure. I'm going to have a uh, spin one action having uh Francis attack the uh uh zombie that is uh, that's holding uh the baby. Okay. Um and All then right. I'm going to put uh the Hunter's mark on her.
0: Okay, the one on the, that has the baby sounds good. And all right, I'll roll for Francis here. So
1: the hunt, Francis. uh, the hunted prey, and then I'm going to make a hunted shot.
0: Okay, Francis uh, hits twice. Ooh. Uh, with uh, one uh, with two claws.
1: Go, Francis. Get it, Francis.
0: And Francis does a grand total of ten damage. Woo. Okay.
1: Good job, Francis.
0: And And another ten damage because it it's vulnerable against slashing. Then C Oh
1: right. And so then I attack it for my first attack. Okay. I do ooh, a twenty-eight.
0: That is a critical hit is it it is sweet
1: uh so then uh 10 damage to it
0: okay because
1: it's my critical damage uh strike two because i did the it is my hunted uh quarry makes sense um so then i have uh, it gave me the 10 for the second attack
0: so then that is a miss it gives
1: it a negative five correct
0: well, I thought actually, negative
1: three.
0: Yeah, you, it should be negative three, so it should be a twelve. Um, okay. But that still is a miss.
1: Okay. I just I checked on what it actually was, adding up. No problem. I f- I remembered it being a different one.
0: All right. So that that uh, the one zombie that is holding the baby um, is definitely uh, more injured than the rest, but is still standing. Zombies are pretty resilient overall. Okay. Um, and I think that's all three of your actions there, Tabitha.
1: Leave my baby alone.
2: Uh, yeah. Athir, it is your turn. Zombies that are resilient, that doesn't sound right to me. Something's fishy here. So, um, is there any way for me to be able to tell from a skill perspective if these are really zombies or there's some, uh, some sort of something else?
0: Um... I will allow either a perception or a religion, your choice.
2: Okay. Well, let's see if I've got religion today. It's Um, a
1: personal uh, (laughs) thing you have to think about.
2: I don't. I I don't have religion today. So let's go. I'm going to do a perception check here and see what. uh, Twenty-one. So uh, one thing that you've noticed that
0: at least in your adventuring history is that uh, the undead tend to be very kind of bloodthirsty or at least wanting to attack the living. These seem to have specified tasks and they seem to be like raised corpses as opposed to zombies that are simply carrying out tasks and oh, okay. seem to not be reacting at all to uh, your guys's attacks is, Most likely, uh, to the best of your understanding, they uh, they probably don't have uh, instructions on what to do if they're attacked.
2: Okay, so from what I'm gathering is is that they they're still zombies, but they're just they they're being um, directed.
0: Correct uh-huh. and 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 being that these are not necessarily like the attack style zombies, like these aren't like the ones that run at you and claw at your face. These are kind of more the laborer zombies of gotcha. of their forces. They tend to be hardier, but they tend also not to attack much.
2: Okay. All right. Um, does, did that require a um, uh, action point? I'm no, I think that's just an observation that you made. Okay. All right. Well, I will take a. Um... Let me see, where, where's the, I need to take a 5-foot step. Well, actually, this is Pathfinder 2. There's no 5-foot. Um, there OK, no so five movement foot. action. Okay. All right, I'm going to place myself um, up to here, okay. um, in between the zombies. And to, to clarify, um, I, I did some reading since uh, it came up with Pathfinder 2e. Um, it's a creature within your reach uses a manipulative action or a move action, makes a ranged attack, or leaves a square during a move action it's using. I, um, You then get the a- attack of opportunity. So, so. so you would have be- been able to make that attack of opportunity yep. earlier. Yep. So And that's a react. Um, Correct. So, um, That way, if these guys decide to run off, I've got some uh, abilities to use. So um, is this the one to uh, down here to the bottom right? Is that the one I uh, whacked with my sword earlier? That is correct. Okay. I'm just going to give him a good knocking on his uh, dome with the sword again. Okay. Um. Let's see here. Um, I got a 23. Okay, a 23 is a hit. Okay, and that's uh, 9 slashing damage with uh, 2 flaming de- damage. Um, but then, uh, I think I'll give him another hit if he does not go down in that hit. He did not go down in that hit. All right. That's a
0: 25 hit. A 25 is a critical hit. Ooh.
2: Ho. So that's 22 slashing damage with four flaming damage. He, yeah, he kind of burns and falls to the ground
0: at that point and lets go of the reins of the horse that he was trying to walk away with.
2: I'm a little disappointed because there's a... You get a critical with flaming is fun because you get a 1d10 persistent fire damage on a critical hit. That is pretty awesome on, on that. All right, that's my turn.
0: All right. After Athir goes Jathal.
4: Yeah, so I'm going to like... I see them, like, taking stuff, right? And, like, I don't want them to run off with, you know, specifically our food. Um, So I'm going to move up. Um, Not something I usually do. But I'm going to move right up next to them, you know, just in case. Uh, Or not right next to them. Like, a couple, you know, five, ten feet away. And be like, hey, knock it off. And I'm going to drop a grease bomb like right here in these four squares so yeah so that area is greased now uh no up one square uh no actually yeah no that's probably a better solution actually yeah do it where they are right right now
0: okay uh yeah all right and can you give me a description of what the grease spell does
4: yeah uh, so I can either choose a target or choose a solid area of ground, basically, and it drops yeah. uh, a greasy surface where they have to make a reflex save or an acrobatics check against my DC, uh, which
0: my DC is uh, 19. Okay. One to the, further to the north uh, gets a 17, and then the one carrying the baby gets an 18. So they both uh, fall over. Alright. Is that your turn? That is my turn. Alright. So, this one here, the one to the north, uh, he still has the thing of uh, apples and he just begins crawling away. Dragging the bushel of apples with him. What a jerk. (laughs) And that is his whole turn. I mean, he crawled for 20 feet? Yeah, he, he double moved. Wow, in Greece. Well, you because you can actually crawl without any uh, w- without any attempt to have to save yeah. in Greece. Uh. Yep. Um, all right, so it's uh, up to you, Tegan. I slowed him down. Wow.
4: Um, I think aether
5: has got the the one down there. What about Tormir?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I, I misread the uh, the icon. Tormir, sorry. You're right next to the fireball, so I I thought I, I miss right, I misrecognized the uh, the miniature. Don't right. forget the dwarf. I'm going to
3: move in flurry of blows the skeleton that I had hit previously. Okay. Alright, I roll a fifteen and a twenty. Both of those hit. All right, so the first attack does 10 damage and the okay. bludgeoning, and the second attack does 12 damage bludgeoning. All right, that's some good bludgeoning damage. It is still standing though, it must now make a fortitude save. All right,
0: uh, what is the fortitude save against? Uh, stunning, stunning, okay.
3: Actually.
0: Uh, it gets sure. a 27 on its fortitude save. Well, that's not nice.
2: <laughs> Are you stunned by that result? Uh, yeah, yeah.
3: Um, well, I guess I'll just make a, an additional attack against it. I was kind of hoping I could just uh, knock it down, but That'd be uh, that's not
0: going to hit with a 10. So It's not going to hit, unfortunately. Oh, man. Alright. Is that your whole turn? That is my turn, unfortunately. Alright. Uh up next is the one with the baby, who is going to try to walk away with the baby. So uh you may make an attack of opportunity uh there.
2: Athier. The he awesome. So it's crawling, yeah. Here's a rules question. Um, if it's an attack of opportunity, does it have any negative modifiers to it because I've attacked, or is it just considered as uh, just regular attack? It's considered a regular attack.
0: Okay. It, it doesn't suffer
2: from the multiple attack penalty.
0: Um, you also get an additional plus two on it because you are attacking a
2: prone target. OK. Let's see what we got how about holy crap a 33 i got a natural 20 so that'd be a 35, 35. yeah a 45 actually well yeah oh yeah 40.
0: so a 45 is a critical hit okay <laughs> you don't say multiple times over
2: all right so does that mean i do double damage
0: uh you will do your critical damage <laughs>
2: okay i did uh 16 critical uh or okay. excuse me 16 slashing um that'd actually with... be 25. That would be awesome. So you add those two together. Oh, do you? Yes. I did not know that. I've been doing this wrong the entire time. All right, so it's 25 plus uh, 5 additional flaming damage plus... um, Isn't it 1d10 persistent mm, damage? Yeah.
4: you sure about that?
0: 1d10 uh, persistent. Actually, it looks
4: like... The way that d20, roll 20, does it, it just rolls it twice. So, like...
0: Oh, is it?
2: Yeah, sure. it? yeah,
4: it does. It, okay, it, never mind, it rolls it twice, so it, it should only be the 16 plus the 5.
0: Um, okay. But you successfully it um, kill it. Uh, before, okay. We don't have to worry about the persistent damage because you dealt enough damage with its vulnerability to the slashing that awesome. uh, it uh, tries to crawl away, and you stab it, and now the baby is on the ground. It's not on fire, though, hopefully. Baby is not on fire, you are correct. Um, and uh... but he's
2: but he's all greased up now, probably. No, he's he's a he's a greasy baby at the moment, rolling around in the grease. All right, all right,
0: and now it's Tegan.
5: All right, so I think I'm just gonna take this sphere and just move it up five feet and call it
0: good.
4: Yeah. So
0: sustain and move it. That's one okay. of your actions. Yep. So then it gets another reflex save.
5: So does it count as attack from the last one, or do I reroll the attack?
0: Uh, no, you don't have to reroll the attack. Okay. Because the, the attack there actually is not necessarily, so it looks like it gets a uh, natural one, so it rolls a negative seven on its save, uh, which does actually critically fail. Mm-hmm.
5: So what does that mean?
0: That means it takes the critical damage of your your flaming sphere. So that's thirty four fire damage. All right, and that burns it to death. Dang. Do we now have crispy apples? Uh, no, the apples are up here. They're still your apples are still running away, crawling away, crawling away. All right. Could you,
3: about, could you move the sphere again?
0: Ah, uh, let's see here. On I sustain. Sure. No, you can you can you can subs- sustain it once around and move it. So you still have yeah, two okay. actions left. You can still um, take another two actions worth of turn.
5: So I think I'm gonna. I'm just gonna run up and and just double move. So I'm in in line to to do something to it, to the next okay. round. So I'm just going to double move there in my turn.
0: All right. Up next is Tabitha.
1: All right. So we have one left and is it in range of mine? Yeah, it looks wanna... like it's about
0: 60 some feet away and that's within your, okay. within your range. All right.
1: so. I will shoot it double.
0: Okay. Do you want to uh, hunt, uh, make your hunted target first? Yes. Yes, please.
1: So, it is now my hunted quarry, or hunted prey, I think it is. Yeah. I think it's hunted prey. Yeah, hunted prey. So and... I,
0: make, I thought about picking up the baby for you. Uh,
1: 29.
0: 29 is a critical hit.
1: Nice. 10.
0: 10 damage, okay. Looks like Let's this see. is the first damage this particular one has taken. Okay. Yeah, it hasn't really been hit yet.
1: Now for the second attack, do you want me to just roll the uh, normal?
0: Yeah, and just attack? And, and it's it's only minus three instead of the default minus five that roll twenty takes away from it.
1: Okay, so then that would be a twelve. Seventeen. No, because I just rolled the regular.
0: Oh, I oh I thought you just to roll your second. Okay, so yeah, twelve then is a miss.
1: Because, I was just trying to figure out if it was calculating it wrong. I'm going to roll the second attack, but I'm just going to... I was just trying to see if it has the same calculations.
0: Yep, it, it's doing the right calculations. That okay. one is, uh, however, one more less than that because it's your third attack. So that would be a 16, which is a hit.
1: Well, I'd only get two...
0: Because you've taken... That, that's your third attack.
1: Ah, okay, yep.
0: Actually, which you... Because oh, I ahead. get
1: I get two attacks, as one action. Yep. And then I take another attack. That's just a single, right? As my third.
0: Correct. I'm sorry. What were you gonna say, Tommy?
3: Uh If you hit the gear in roll twenty for your weapon attack, and you uh-huh. select Agile, uh, right? It'll be you know on the left side of that over there. There's a little checkbox. If you select that, that'll make it only minus three per iterative attacks.
0: Oh, okay. Oh. Why, thank you so then that looks like that does an additional five damage to him, so that is that all right sorry and... that
1: that second attack was I was just trying to see what oh no problem, to make sure uh, it's still saying it's a negative four modifier,
0: yeah, agile's minus four. she has a specific ranger rule that makes hers minus three so. We we can figure that one out.
1: Sorry, I uh, I don't mean to keep distracting.
0: No problem. All right, I believe after Tabitha goes theater. Oh, it's
2: so me are, again?
0: Yeah. So awesome. I are are you guys just gonna run up and essentially just beat up the apple bandit?
2: And maybe I'll just run up and just grab one of the apples out of it and eat it and whack him on the head. I mean, we could we could.
0: Where he's going? That that was that was going to be my question for you. Is is you can either finish him off and and then we can just fast forward to the rest of the combat because really it's, it's not a challenge yeah. for you guys. Or if you wanted to try to track him and see where he's taking the apples. to. I
1: vote track him.
0: Sounds good. Let's track him.
1: Oh, and I do apologize. My weapon was a hundred feet, not hundred and twenty. That's fine. I was still within range, but in case for people who are playing the at-home game and are going short bows, they're only 100 feet. You know there are those among you.
2: I mean, I wasn't going to say anything, but yeah. yeah. I Although know,
1: Tony's yeah. usually the one that calls me on things like that. He's the rules lawyer.
0: I am the rule lawyer, but as GM, I also have far too many things to keep track of.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
5: So are you picking up the cublet and taking it with us?
1: Yes. Okay. I make like a little sling for it.
0: Okay. So it, the, this, this thing eventually stands up and starts walking with the apples after he gets far enough away. Um, but yes, you track him and follow him down. Um, and eventually you, you end up stumbling upon an area uh, as you get further in that has a lot of this moss. Uh, the 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 dark shade moss, um, and there are the the zombies. There's more zombies as you continue on. Again, they're all pretty much entirely ignoring you, uh, all going about gathering different things. Uh, one of the things you notice: a lot of them are picking up different rocks from the overall structure of fallen archways or different structures and carrying them further down into the tunnels. Um, they continue on. Uh, you at this point, um, the zombies all appear to be going underground. Uh, does anyone, or do you guys continue to follow them at that point? Yeah. Do we have anybody who can look for traps? Oh, yeah, I think so. I, I, I don't
4: want to lose the apples.
0: <laughs> I paid for those. <laughs> Jathal is what never one to give up something that he paid good money for. You're right.
1: <laughs> it's my money.
0: Like, I paid good money for those. I don't want to lose
2: them. You want those apples now? You huh? paid. You paid for them? You want those apples now? Okay. Yeah, I still
4: want them. They're still fine. He hasn't touched them all. I'll pick out the bad ones. It's fine. I
1: hope you wash them.
4: I mean, yes. Eventually.
5: So let's go. Let's follow them.
0: All right. So, continuing down below, you continue walking through. And again, there's probably, you count maybe 20, 25 zombies among the number of people who are just coming in from different directions around this this fortification. uh, As they continue descending further and further and further. you start hearing uh, a few voices uh talking uh and it sounds one of the, all but one of the voices sound like weirdly echoey um and uh everyone except for Toromir and Tabitha give me a perception check
2: anybody remember the name of that guy that was a zombie in the uh when you first met yeah yeah. Uh, okay.
4: Let me pull up my notes.
1: Why are Tormir and I uh, excluded?
0: There's a reason.
4: We're not special enough.
0: enough.
1: We're not special. That's what I think.
2: Rallos. Rallos, yeah. Rallos. I wonder. All these zombies things make me think of Rallos. I wonder if. It does make me think of Rallos.
1: Rallos.
2: Uh,
0: so, <clears throat> Tegan. And Athir. Uh, Jethal does, just doesn't get a good enough uh, listen. Jethal nope. rolled an 8 on his perception. but I'm not perceptive. Yeah, but Tegan got a 22, and it looks like Athir got an 18. Uh, so between the two of you guys, uh, your perception, you there's this echoey, distant voice that, um, listening to it long enough, you start to recognize it. It's, it's familiar to you. This is Hup's voice. What? Jeez. Hup's the new
5: Rallos? No. What?
4: Hub was uh, if I recall uh what is the word I'm thinking of? Possessed. possessed.
0: Yes, possessed. Yeah, he so, was possessed. But you hear you hear Hubs voice. It sounds distant and echoey and it's and it's asking for uh something to do with a status update. Uh wanting to know how things are progressing. And then the uh a couple other voices are also uh heard, not that you recognize or have any ability to, to really understand exactly what they're saying. So and, and the other thing is Tabitha and Tormer, you also hear the voices, but the reason I didn't give you the perception checks is because you would have had had have had no way to recognize Hup's voice. Right. It ETA. would just
1: be a random voice to us.
0: Precisely. Um now it's, it's
1: really because you don't like us.
0: Well, there, there is that. Um, but yeah, so it's the true.
1: Brandon, I think we have him
0: finally He's uncovered. Finally told it. us. <laughs> so you, uh, th- there is another voice. It's very gravelly and growly. Um, that's answering that uh, things are progressing well, and we are within less than a day of uh, being able to bring back. Uh, the, the Great Iron Fang. Iron Fang. Why does that sound familiar?
4: Great Iron Fang. What?
0: Um, and you... Uh, I'll give this one to Ethere. Ethere, you recognize the voice of the gravelly-growly voice. No one else does. Iron but when you were, uh, the last one standing back in the battle with Hup, there were two people who had, uh, appeared in, as uh, it looked like lieutenants or something of uh, the the newly possessed Hup. Uh, one of them was a, uh, looked like a demonic uh, werewolf with spikes coming out of its skin all over. And this gravelly growly voice sounds a lot like that guy. Uh, you guys aren't close enough at this point to... Uh, for them to see you, or you to see them, at this point, it's all just listening to voices. But that's what you hear further down the uh, the the tunnels here in in the fortress.
2: I go, I go. Um, hey, does anybody Hup? Uh, I mean, uh, Tegan, do you do you hear Hup's voice, Jasol, Do you hear it? I, I didn't. Hup? what? How, I, how could I, that be? I, but I
4: don't recognize the other voices. You're saying Hub's down there? Sounds like Hup. But he's possessed. That's, that seems bad. Um, yeah. Uh, we should be very cautious as we move down here. Uh, we need to get those apples quick.
3: What? We don't want,
4: we don't want to lose them.
2: Apples? Yeah, Can, I agree. Those apples look delicious, and I'm a little hungry. See? Okay, hold, hold, on, hold, hold
5: on about the apples. I mean, didn't Hup defeat us, like, hands down?
4: It, it wasn't really Hup, but y- yes. Um, but before you guys... the apples get away, we need to... Do, I want to try and grab the apples from the zombie.
5: No, let's forget the apples. They've got a day until they no. do no, the I
4: great do that.
2: thing. No, I, I do that. Like, I go and try and get the apples from the zombie. Oh. What if you just leave him with, like, one apple in his hand, and then you take the rest? Yeah, I try that.
5: Uh, oh. I relay the message back to Tormir and, and Tabitha what's going on. Our friend's possessed type thing.
1: Is this your friend that was bad?
5: Yeah, this is our friend oh. that got possessed that beat us hands down and, like, knocked us all out with a wave of something.
1: Yeah, I don't really want to uh, encounter that right now. I don't think that's I mean, going to end well for us.
3: He didn't have me before.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> that's going to make a difference. He he
5: didn't use physical force on us. He was halfway across the room and knocked us out.
2: Would, Tegan, uh, would your scimitar be any use to us with uh, Hup? Oh, he definitely wants it back. Or no,
5: he wanted to get rid of it, right? Because this is one of the things that could hurt him.
2: I'll definitely need that.
1: What other things could hurt him? You said one of the things.
4: I don't, think,
2: I don't think we know all of the things that can hurt him.
1: I don't think the apples are going to hurt him.
2: <clears throat> well, maybe he's trying to keep them away from us so that we don't hurt. throw them at him. Oh boy.
5: <laughs> um, I say they're still going to be working on this for another day. Let's rest up, get a plan, come back down here, and and stop whatever they're doing. Because if whatever the Great Fang is, I don't know what it is, but if it's bad, you know we're going to have to stop them. But we got to be prepared with a plan.
4: Does someone want to sneak up there and see if they can actually see anything? Just, just from a distance.
1: Um, I think I would probably have the best ability for stealth because I could use my bat cloak and, uh, be extra super stealthy.
0: Would anyone like to roll either an arcane or all uh, warfare lore or dragon lore, or an un- or uh, religion potentially, uh, for... to try to figure out what this this thing that 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 Hup and the uh the oh you're talking about
4: trying to figure out what the Fang. Iron Fang is.
1: I'm going to say I got nothing. Yeah. I got the sneakies, but I got nothing else.
4: I got
2: 10. I got a 20.
4: Roll a 21, Arcana. We're not going to talk about my (laughs) rolls.
1: Are you ashamed?
0: A
3: little bit. A little bit.
0: So, uh, between Aether and Jathal, kind of comparing notes... Um, Iron Fang was a, a long time ago, probably at this point, you know, three, maybe more hundred years ago, uh, was a, uh, a red dragon that, uh, had ru- kind of ruled this area with a, uh, with an iron fist and, you know, sub- everyone was subservient to him. Uh, he fell a, gr- a long time ago. Um, it's very likely that, um this fort- Fortress might have been built over top of essentially his grave. Uh, because it might've been a point of great power. And that might be why the Runeforge was here is because it's essentially drawing on the raw arcane essence of essentially a buried dragon.
4: Hmm. Okay. So yeah, there's a potentially a red dragon around here that they're trying to resurrect. Um,
2: there's not an inn or anything around nearby, and is this there?
4: There is not. There
2: is uh-huh. no. Good, good try. I'd really like uh, to see
4: Pookie. Uh, so we Don't probably want to stop them. Uh, that seems like a bad thing to happen. Yeah. And our friends down in Clear Meadow, uh. You know, Wayne and Lucas might not enjoy that either. So, there's that.
3: There's always that, yes. I want to check out underneath the forge. Probably a good, good call. Yep. You gonna try to
2: stealth over there?
1: I would probably have the best stealth.
2: How much do you have in thievery?
1: Um, I don't believe I have that much in thievery, but I will double check. For you, I have a a four in thievery.
2: Well, that's not too bad. Compared to my one, is it trained?
1: Is mine trained? Yeah. No.
0: Your your thievery is not trained, but you have a pretty good stealth, uh, Tabitha.
1: Yeah, my stealth is amazing. It's 11. Yeah. Well, and I've got the bat cloak.
2: Oh, why was I thinking thievery and stealth were one and the same? Eh, that's my bad.
5: Yeah, so we can stay here, or we can go back a little and hide and wait for Tabitha to come back and find us.
4: I think someone needs to go down and see if they can see what's going on down there.
1: I can stealth, plus my bat cloak.
5: Why don't you check out what's going on first, and then we can go check out the forge.
1: I rolled a 17 for stealth. And that's before my bat cloak. You okay.
0: So that would be, I think it's plus two, doesn't it Add I believe to it? it is, yeah. Okay. So you you wander your way down there, and yeah, you're able to. I mean, it's not, they're not actively looking for anyone right now.
1: <laughs> they're
0: not actively looking for anyone at the moment, so you're able to kind of weave in, in among the zombies and kind of pretend to be a halfling zombie a little bit and kind of you know, blend in fairly well. Uh, Eventually, you get down and you see this just kind of a blue skinned or sort of blue fur, maybe, probably more accurate, uh, werewolf uh, that has these large, like bloody spikes sticking out of him all over bloodshot eyes wearing this uh, very cruel looking black and steel and leather armor. Uh, has uh, a lot of just runes uh, all over the armor. Uh, you're not a, a, ar- you know you're not that well versed in Arcana, so you don't necessarily know what kind of magic they are. But this guy definitely looks powerful, and he's he's holding on to this um, small device, and it looks like a, a projected image of Hup, along with another woman standing next to Hup, is communicating with him. And the gist of the communication that you get from them is simply that uh, this werewolf is conducting some sort of a ritual. All these zombies that are wandering around gathering materials are helping essentially assemble these like large stone sigils that are helping to conduct the ritual itself and or gather supplies from the surrounding landscape. The, uh, it looks like it's this is a fairly particular ritual. As far as rituals go, at least to your understanding, Tabitha. So it might not be that difficult to disrupt um, and possibly completely destroy whatever work they've been working on. Um, it's probably it's definitely been going on for likely week, at least a week uh, worth of effort they've put been putting into this. So you might be able to disrupt it. The the trick to it would be getting away once they realize that you've disrupted it.
1: Hmm. Is there a focal point that, such as like a gem or item that is in the center that looks like it would be the focal point of?
0: There are there are a number sort of an array of gemstones and different arcane runes that have been inscribed in the in the stone around. That you can see that are um, that appear to be powering this this entire setup.
1: Would it be would I be able to grab one or more of those?
0: That would require a stealth another stealth check to get in and grab that. Um, so Let's do that it. would be a, a fairly sizable risk, but you might be able to pull it off.
1: Cause I know that the AHA! Twenty nine! Read those and weep. Extra super stealthy. Do, do 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 do.
0: You sneak in, and as you're doing so, your little cublet uh like almost like seem like starts waking up a little bit.
1: Oh shoot, the cublet I would have left the cub.
0: You did not declare you were leaving the cublet. Dang it! Um, the couplet starts to wake up a little bit, but you quickly realize and kind of like stroke its head a little bit and get it to go back to sleep very quickly before it uh, it alerts to your... Keep
1: forgetting about the baby.
0: Um, and Bad And ultimately you are able to grab one of the gemstones. Uh, it's a green gemstone and sneak away with it without anyone noticing. Um, it's probably not going to completely destroy the ritual, but you. it's once discovered it's going to be a setback. The other thing is, is once discovered, it's also probably, they're likely going to know that something disrupted something. But you don't know how long you have until that's noticed. And I move it.
1: I like to move yep. it.
0: And-, and you get away pretty, uh, pretty stealthily, so.
1: Yay, me. Uh,
0: and you re, uh, you, you, you.
1: Note to self, remember the baby.
0: You you find You find yourself with the rest of the group. And Tabitha comes walking up with a uh, with a gemstone in her hand. Uh.
1: So they're doing this uh, ritual thing, and there's a werewolf guy that's blue, has red spikes. Uh, he's up to no good, um, and it looks like these the creatures that we fought were trying to gather supplies and other things that they needed to make this. Uh...
4: Okay. Um,
1: um, this thing work. Um, I stole one of the gemstones that was powering it. I don't know if this would have. It looked like it would have disrupted.
4: Hmm. How about uh? Did you see Hup
1: Uh, I saw a. It looked like a picture of Hup
4: Oh, okay.
1: Like a ghostly image of sure, him.
4: Sure, sure, sure. Got it. That makes more sense. So like a
1: like a sending or something. um, But uh, I forgot that I had the uh, cublet with me, and so that was almost fun. Must remember that I have the baby with me.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: Remember when I said this was a bad idea? No,
4: this is a bad idea, for sure. <laughs> uh, Luckily, Hup is not here, so, the, or I should say, the possessed Hup, uh, is not here, which means that's Less of a bad idea because, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, can I see that gem? I hand it over. Uh, I want to do, I guess, like a Arcana check or something on it to understand what it
0: is a little bit more. Uh, Ooh, thirty-one. It's a good one. So this is a gemstone that is definitely used in necromantic magic. Uh, specifically, however. Uh, you are able to tell that just based upon the enchantments that have been ca- cast into this, it looks like they are trying to create a Draco Lich.
5: Oh,
4: no. <laughs> okay. That's not good. I'm not sure what a Draco Lich is. I guess out of game.
0: So, a, Dr- a, a Draco Lich is. So, are you familiar with a Lich? Yes. So, a Draco Lich is a uh, Lich dragon.
4: That's what I, okay. That's what I was thinking it was. Okay,
0: yeah, no, that's real
4: bad. Okay, uh, uh, yeah, we need to not let them do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I explain what I see because I turn ghost white, uh, and explain that it appears they're trying to make a Draco Lich.
1: This is not gonna go well for us or anybody really. In the, be... Yeah.
4: This will probably slow them down uh, for a little bit, at the very least. Uh,
5: so, that werewolf that you saw, how powerful is he? Do you think we can take him?
1: No. He looked pretty... Uh, he looked like he meant business.
5: Hmm. What if we got Lucas and, and Wayne? Eh.
4: I don't think that they want anything to do with this.
5: Well, if a, if a Drake I, Lich gets, you know, resurrected in their backyard, they're done. They're done. I mean, done. he
1: looked he looked pretty powerful and I just I know that uh Lucas hasn't really been uh fighting uh for a long time. So, I don't know how in uh
4: also, how in shape these he is, are only a couple hours away, but how did they seem like they were close to their goal?
1: Uh, looks like they'd been at it for at least a week.
0: So, Jathal, you re- you probably are aware that, especially since you got a really good on un- uh, result on your Arcana check that the they probably are, you know, at this point now that she stole one of the gemstones, they probably have days left. Uh, but it's not long in, as far as the ritual itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do think, though, that you might be able to, if you can get in close enough to the ritual itself and possibly be able to essentially corrupt the ritual, you might be able to change it so that way, instead of it creating a Lich, it simply creates a Dragon skeleton, which would be drastically less scary and also would probably humiliate the lieutenant at the same time. Uh, It would require the rest of the group probably getting you close enough and giving you enough time to disrupt the ritual. And then probably at that point, you'd have to, you know, get out before uh, they went after you. Sure. So... I think it's...
4: Uh, So, there's an idea. I've got floating around in my noggin. Uh, But it's gonna be kinda iffy. Uh, Okay. I kinda need to get maybe in close and maybe I can change the ritual in a way that it will be less scary. So you need a diversion? Uh
3: of sorts, yeah,
4: that would work uh, potentially. Um,
3: so how are we going to escape afterwards? I guess, I mean,
4: that's that's ultimately also the question. Uh, I, I don't think that far ahead.
3: I just come up with the ideas.
4: You said a werewolf?
5: It's going to be able to run us down on horseback.
3: Does anyone have a way to collapse the tunnel?
5: That is a great question. I don't. I've got a fireball spell. I mean, if we, if we hit the, if we hit it with a big old fireball, we might be able to cave in the roof on them. Hmm. I've got what the last ball of my necklace left.
1: Why do you have balls on your necklace?
0: Because I bought them.
1: <laughs> Is that right? Is that where we got those artifacts?
0: Yeah. That's you correct. Them. You bought them in this year. Yeah. it's a
4: it's a necklace of fireball, basically. so it's it's a necklace with beads on it that have the fireball spell in them, so you can take a bead and throw it, and it's a fireball spell,
1: so it'd be great balls of fire,
4: yeah, pretty much.
5: been really nice. i'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be sad to see the last one go.
4: Uh yeah, I mean I guess we kind of need to work out. Uh, it sounds like they probably have a couple days yet, so if we wanted to back out and maybe think about it a little bit, we could probably try and figure. We don't have to necessarily act. At I this definitely moment.
1: think we need to do something to stop it.
4: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Cause there is nothing that is going to end well with uh, Draco
4: lit. Nope, that's uh, that's pretty scary. So, uh. uh yeah.
5: So let's back out, move the horses, make camp, and get our plans together and come back?
4: That's an option. I mean, we are only, if if we've got, it sounds like they are at a stage where it might be a couple days yet. Uh, we could potentially go back to clear Clearwater, right? Clearview. Clear Meadow. Clear Meadow, there we go. And it was clear cool something, uh, and maybe uh, I don't know, talk with
1: Lucas and see if maybe he has extra abilities,
4: Lucas and stuff, and see if they have anything uh or, any ideas or
5: or that I don't know wizard didn't you wasn't there a wizard
4: in town? There was also a wizard that we could potentially talk to with as well,
1: but she was more of a head witch,
4: right. I'm not sure how much help that she will be, but it's potential. Um,
1: but they should certainly know about something like this, this magnitude that's happening in their backyard.
4: Yep, I would agree. Uh, so yeah, uh, do we have enough time to
5: get there and back?
4: Well, I mean, it only takes us like a couple hours to get up here. Yeah,
0: oh, yeah. That's correct. So uh, w- so it sounds like the, the rest of the group is going to either do some more reconnaissance, thinking, planning, and come up with how exactly they're going to disrupt this ritual to create the Dracolich. So we will come back next time and find out what our hero's plan is going to be and how they're going to enact it. Because a lot of cards are on the table right now, and the decision's made could determine the future of the entire world. So, thanks again, everyone, for listening to this episode of Paper, Pencil, Dice. Uh, again, if you have any questions or want, want to give us feedback, want to just have us read something on the air, let us know. Send us an email at paperpencildicepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, otherwise, uh, until, we see, until next time, keep gaming, friends. Thanks for listening to this episode of Paper, Pencil, Dice. Reach out to us at PaperPencilDicePodcast at gmail.com. Join us next time to find out what our heroes get into next on Paper Pencil Dice.